Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the People by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. That's right. It's the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. I'm your host, Martin White, joined here with my co-host and good friend by this point. I'm calling it good friend by this point, Will Blackman. I can't wait to talk about some of the football that happened this weekend. Um, Obviously, we're going to have to talk about DeMar Hamlin, who obviously collapsed on the field Monday night. By this point, you know the stories. Um, Everybody saw it happen, or if not, if you've been under a rock, I don't know. But you know what the story is at this point. Obviously, I'm wishing him the best, him and his family the best. And uh, as somebody who watches football, you know, the scariest thing I've ever seen on a football field. So, you know, with that, you know, hopefully everybody, including the people involved, are taking care of themselves. Yeah, no, it was um, it's it's pretty wild. You know, it's like playing this game, you know, or I know like the injury rate is 100%. Like, you know, something, mm-hmm. you're going to deal with something, whether it's a jam finger, whether it's a torn ACL. But um, when, when someone's life um, is at risk, that's, that's, that's where it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, I would say there's, that was probably the second uh, thing that I saw that was pretty shocking on TV. I mean, this, this was by far like the, the worst, the worst thing. The other one I remember watching uh, when Pacquiao fought uh, Juan Manuel Marquez and Pacquiao got, he got dropped and he literally laid on the canvas for like, it felt like the longest three minutes and maybe it was shorter than that, but it felt long as hell. And I was like, ain't no way. I just witnessed a potential fatality in boxing, you know, and, and for him to get up and pretty much his heart stop on the field. This is Hamlin now. Um, and then having to be having to have CPR, which is crazy. Um, the only, the only thing where it's like, thank God is the fact that he it happened at an NFL game um, where there's tons of medical support immediately right there for him. Um, I just, unfortunately, uh, the other day, one of my teammates, Jacksonville Uche, he ended up, um, had a heart attack and ended up collapsing in his home. And I don't, I don't know the full details and situation there, but um, that's where in that case, you're like, man, thank God there was medical staff and it didn't happen. It didn't happen him like going for a run or something like that, where he couldn't get to anyone. No, no, it can get to him rather. So, um, it, it's tough. Um, it was, it was really, really good that they, they ended up, you know, suspending the game because that's something mentally you just can't, you know, clear out of your mind and go ahead and continue to do business is, is different when you see that happen live in person, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, um, prayers to his family and, and, and glad right now, you know, things are looking positive and uh hopefully they yeah. continue to get better and i think also too to every, echo everything you just said but also i think uh it, also, it starts an interesting conversation about because my thoughts immediately went to like some of the youth football i watch and lower level like high school football and um just the idea that you know there's the tweets about one of the things that may have happened to hamlin said something to do that it normally happens to teenage kids playing baseball or, you know, getting hit in their chest like that. So 
And I think it you know opens an interesting conversation about having medical trained professionals everywhere because I can't tell you how many you know there's one trainer maybe at a game or something like right. that where right. you know are they going to be like they're and they're primarily there to to tape ankles tape ankles which are, exactly which is primarily what the, is needs to be done right overwhelmingly but the idea that maybe we need to have you know a, a, some sort of EMT right on right on deck because. This is something that can happen and it's seemingly more prevalent in younger ages. But, you know, obviously it's a conversation that will be ongoing and one that won't be solved today by any yeah, stretch. It's, but it's it's pretty interesting because, you know, I coach high school football and in order to be certified as a coach, you have to go through a full CPR um, certification course and you're like, OK, yeah, it's, it's possible, you know, but you you're like, OK, it's, it's one thing like I need it, I need it so I can go coach. But now, like, you need that because it's realistic, you know? Like, stuff stuff really can happen, as you saw. Yeah, so. All right, well, you know, obviously, like you said, thoughts and prayers going up for the Hamlet family and all involved. And we're going to take a quick break, talk about the Week 18 games that are coming up. And so with that, we'll be right back. We're hitting the road. Extra Points Live Propapalooza is sponsored by Crown Royal, which means all Extra Point talent will appear for a meet and greet and live podcast at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club in Las Vegas. That's Monday, January 9th, 2 to 3.30. And then immediately after, you're encouraged to stay and watch me commiserate and complain and whine and bitch and moan about how Jim Harbaugh blew it and watch TCU and Georgia in the college football national championship with us. I'm sure the rest of the extra points fan will be much more fun than I will be. And I'll have fun too. I'll have a few drinks in me. That's extra points live proper Palooza tickets are on sale right now at Ticketmaster and Vegas.com. We'll also be doing a watch party at Kimmel comedy club the day before on Sunday, watch all the week 18 games with us from 10 to four 30. And then later that evening, Megan Gailey will be performing comedy at 8 PM. It's all happening at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. Tickets to watch Megan are also on sale at Ticketmaster and Vegas.com. I don't know if you heard what I just said, but it said all extra points talent. I'm new. You know. I'm not I'm liking new, your, I'm not liking your excuses. I'm new to this. Well, you I know actually, what else? I actually I might be at the actual game. Uh, the championship game? Yeah. That's not why I'm not going. My actually, our son has a game on Monday, basketball game oh. that I am the head coach of, and my mother-in-law's birthday is on Sunday. Uh, it's a lot going on. So, guys, have fun for me. So, what, <laughs> what type of offense are you uh, planning on running on Monday? What's the strategy? Um, just attack the paint. <laughs> attack the paint, crash the boards. Just attack the paint, crash the boards, run. There's no strategy, just run. Okay. Run and harass. Run and harass. Yeah, it's it's offense is interesting because we have a you know, we probably have half the team has played before, the other half haven't really. So it's you can't really get too creative with the basketball IQ because a lot of guys don't know really where to go. So it's kind of like, hey, let's get a couple of ball dominant guys in the game and you know, one of them is in the post. One of them is, you know, top of the key and make it happen. Defense would just go a simple, you know, one, two, two. Um, 
you know, harass with the point and then make sure we close out on the shooters and protect the paint. You said what half of them play before, half of them haven't. Time to let the Carolina Panthers defensive secondary on Sunday. Listen, no. Not going there. <laughs> I, I'm going there. I'm going there. I'm going there. Because Josh Norman had a job at Fox and then had a job in Carolina playing secondary, playing playing defensive back. You know how many uh, passes over 40 yards Tom Brady had completed this season prior to Sunday? Were they all on Sunday? <laughs> I believe the number was two. And he had three on Sunday to round it out at a total five. You know what was tough about those deep passes is that the DBs were in off coverage. There were, there were no double moves. Maybe oh, he's man, he just, maybe he stuck a little bit inside and paused. Maybe he went left <laughs> and then and then went, you know, went down the field. Um it's tough too, because one of the one of the DBs I, I actually um I trained uh in, in Keith Taylor, and it's it's like you know, be ready. That so, the, as one who has, I actually been, I got beat by Mike Evans. Um, Jameis threw him a perfect pass. This is when I was in Washington. Well, that's a long list of guys. You know, that's you know. No, no, but but here's the thing though. The the thing with Mike Evans is that you watch him run routes and you're like, okay, he's not the fastest dude. You know, he's not the quickest mm-hmm. dude. That's a lie. <laughs> that man. Just because he's so tall. Yeah, because he's tall. He's not like you know your fast twitch guy. You know, dude, he could run. Mike Evans could run. It's it's so deceiving. But next thing you look up, and he's and he's five yards ahead of you, and you're like, how did he get there? Now, in my case, he did kind of cheat a little bit. Like I'm in position, and he and he did this. Life is Jared. Well, a lot of got to do this, man. Brandon Mike Marshall Evans did this. Is, you don't got to do this, man. Mike Evans has had like a thousand yards. No, 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 no. I'm not taking league, nothing. Man. I think, I think, okay. I call him right. Mr. Consistency. Okay. Like I, I, I have the utmost respect for Mike Evans. I think he's an outstanding receiver, and he was a fun. It was a fun battle against him. But he does this. Lifers, Gerald, Brandon Marshall, a bunch of big receivers. Do this. As they're running, they pull the back of your jersey to propel themselves forward. That's what he got me with. And it was a perfect ball by, by um, Jameis. But yeah, super, super deceiving, man. And and people keep thinking like I could run with him, and they find out that they can't run with him. Nah, I remember watching him at Texas A and M, knowing that he was that guy. Like some of the things that him and Johnny were doing was like this is insane. Like it was, it was, it was different. And he's, I mean. He's been hell sent to the New Orleans Saints, my favorite team. That's the whole reason they drafted Marshawn Lattimore. And, you know, that is one of the better uh, wide receiver cornerback matchups in the NFL right now, you know, in terms well, of. Yeah, because uh, they just they just fight every every game. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, what are we here for? You want to see guys compete, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> that's different, man. That's a different kind of compete. That's the second time he got blindsided. That is true. But like Mike Evans said, you know, that was Tom F. and Brady, man. He has to go and uh, go get into somebody's face about it. Yeah, Mr. Consistency. Like, I love it. Like, I, he, like, it's it's great. Thousand yards. His, his worst year was, you know, 2020. No, no, excuse me, 17. He had 1,001. 
barely hit the line. Mr. Consistency. I wonder, uh, one of my favorite kind of subplots of the last two weeks of the season are guys hitting their contract bonuses. You know what I'm saying? Or like guys hitting marks right. and or, co- or I should say rather coaches putting guys in position to hit their marks. Right. Um, I kind of, it kind of makes me feel good. And so I wonder if, uh, if that was one of those, like, yo, you know, if I don't go and get a two yard catch in the fourth quarter, I'm not going to have over a thousand yards and like I'm on eight straight seasons and right. whoever was in charge was like, all right, son, go out there and get it. I know we're down 27, but go out there and get it or up 27 or whatever. But like at the end of the day, some of this stuff matters for posterity. Um, Didn't somebody, but, somebody recently rush for 999 yards. Wasn't there a player who did that? Oh, it was, um, I think it was in a college game. It was in a college game. Yeah, I think it was. I think you're right. I think it was a college game. You know what? You know what? I think I know this for sure. Uh, the running back for Ole Miss was coming dangerously close to breaking Herschel Walker's record, and probably would have did it if they had kept him in the game for refreshment rushing yards. That's in the season. Which that's just yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. So also here's here's what's um keep talking about this game. The um man, they 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 let they let this man in the tournament, man. They it's let sick, Tom Brady in the tournament. It makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> it makes me you sick know, to my stomach. Here's if thing, my, like there's so many different ways and scenarios and multiverses in which that Tom Brady did not get into the playoffs. Like when you think of all the things that had to go right for him to land here today. But that's what I'm, but that's the thing. Like, you know, they, they could get in under 500 like that, you know, they lose to Atlanta. Um, but that's, that's, what's crazy. It's all, that's why I call him the situational master, him and him and Bill Belichick are situational masters. They do what they need to do to get where they need to be. So Tom Brady is not tripping about having a whatever year or, you know, only winning eight to nine games. Like he's not tripping because he knows I just need to get into the dance. That's it. As long as as you have a ticket in your hand, it doesn't matter when you're there. Right. The tournament is why I'm the GOAT. It's not because of the regular season, even though he does have pretty much every record. It's because he's played 800 years. But he's in there. And and it's it's a different, I'm telling you, it's going to be a different ball game when he's in there just because they, they, they just know what to do, especially to a lot of those guys in the, on that team, you know, we're on the Super Bowl team. And so they, they know what it's like to be in the tournament. They know like, Oh, now it, when they were nervous about what the season looked like now, they're like, okay, now we got new life. Well, and not only that, like, you might even play next week. I wouldn't even play Brady next week. I'm about to say they're about, they, they're getting a buy. They get a buy. I'm, I'm sitting everyone next week. We need bodies when it matters. They're gonna buy. They might just call up half, call up the practice squad, and and literally play. Let's go, Blaine. Let's go, Blaine. This is a Blaine Gabbard. Uh, Get busy. Definitely, uh, Blaine. Maybe Blaine Gabbard will be on the cover of another magazine with Cam Newton after this. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. But you just talked about the situational master, Bill Belichick, pulls another rabbit out of his hat. They go down and beat the Dolphins, knock out another starting quarterback. Uh, and somehow score 23 points on the board with the offense that the Patriots have been putting out there. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, the Dolphins, 
I don't know. You can go two ways with this. The Patriots have to beat the Bills to get into the playoffs. The Dolphins just need to win. Tua is probably not going to play week 18 because he's still doing, dealing with his concussion situation. But uh, I don't know. Is this good job by Belichick or is this the biggest first-year coach slide that we've seen <laughs> Like in terms of Mike McDaniel? Because this team was 8-3 and three and they still have eight wins now at this point. That is pretty wild. Like, we're um, just on his face. They've lost five in a row. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. No, I, I think this is a huge, huge slide for the Dolphins. Um, it, it was, it's been pretty evident the past two years. Like, when Tua is not the quarterback, it's like, well, what do we do now? You know, that's been, that's been pretty clear. And that's what's tough, you know, because you, you know, you think you have a competent backup. And the two times he's gone in there to back up, he's been knocked out. You know, or or had to get out the game because he didn't get knocked out this time. I think he dislocated his finger or something like that. Yeah. Um. So that's that's what's tough, you know. And that's I feel like that's that's a very difficult situation when you are down to your your third QB. However, this is why I like his previous boss, Kyle Shanahan, because I feel like. At the end of the day, he's going to try his best to have the guys best prepared. And that's just overall on the entire team. Right now, I don't know if um, Mike McDaniels knows how to get the entire team ready yet because this is his first year. So right now, he's kind of like, I'm just doing my job offensively, trying to keep good positive energy, good vibes. But unfortunately, sometimes that is just not enough. At the end of the day, you got to get real. You got to get your guys turned up and let's go. Joke's over. You, I mean, I tend to agree with you. If I feel like if, especially like, you know, we talk about those play calling head coaches and the game manager type of guys, like then, but I do think that he, it hit, he gives me the type of vibe that he is not, will not be afraid to make a difficult decision in the off season. I don't think he is. Which gives me kind of a, if I was a Dolphins fan, I would have a sense of hope there. Like, even though we're in this precipitous slide right now, like, I think he'd probably be like, I'm not going to make some big midseason change in my first year. That would feel a little bit preemptive, but I think he's probably taking a lay of the land. But also, I feel like I am giving a lot of rope to a guy who's lost five games in a row. Uh, <laughs> but the Patriots beat the Bills, and they're in the playoffs. Again, be uh, and again, knowing what they need to do in order to get in. Knowing what they need to do in order to get where they need to be. <laughs> I mean, it's really... it's. And it's, I know it's weird because they added an extra playoff spot. It's just wild to think that this Patriots team, the way that they've played, is controls its own playoff destiny. Right. Like, that's – they don't need nobody else. To look, like, that's wild. Um, that's wild. And it's also wild to think <laughs> that the Titans signed a quarterback 10 days ago that's better than the backup they've had all year. Shoot. Dollar's been through it, man. He's like, I'm ready to go. Ready to go. So what's so so? Have you were you ever in that position as a veteran coming in being signed like over like a rookie guy who was kind of supposed to be a guy? No, like did I come in as a veteran over a young guy who's supposed to? Yeah, be a I'm, guy? I'm just well, I'm just wondering because it's like you said Dobbs is, was said he's ready to go, and I think there's Whoa. something to the idea of like being a professional football player. Like Josh Johnson is like you know what I'm saying? Like you can play quarterback for dang on near anybody because you know that because he has right. And so I, I wonder about that in terms of like what that just that dynamic and being like a kind of a 
quote unquote for hire type of guy that will come in over a guy that an organization had, you know, invested a draft pick in because it's like, yo, we need production right now. We don't have time to wait for you to develop. Yeah. And then, and then he's been to places where, you know, he's been Detroit, Jacksonville, obviously Pittsburgh is where he was drafted, Cleveland. Um, and he, he's seen a lot. He's, he's already had a lot of experiences um, where, okay. He feels like he feels like he can be a little more prepared than, uh, you know, than the other quarterback, but also yeah, too, was, I would say, yeah. I would say that, it, it probably he probably had a little bit of comfort coming back to Tennessee. You know, I would say that I would factor that into play as well, you know, coming back to where he actually made his name. But um yeah, sometimes that's just how it is. You when evaluating these quarterbacks, you just don't you just don't un, you just don't know like what their how much information they can retain, you know. Or, or how can they process information or how can they see what's going on, whether it's film, whether it's actually on the field, you know, cause there's so, there's so many different things that go into being a quarterback versus just being able to throw the ball. And then can you remain calm in the heat of battle after going through, going through all processing all that information? So I don't know, maybe, maybe Malik is just not, you know, they just don't trust the fact. I mean, there has been one game where he looked really, really bad and they were like, Hey, let's just right now, Tannehill is out. So let's figure out what it is that we got. And so I, I can see this, I can see so many things and you know, that's where it goes back to, you know, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the Jets eventually, but it's like, man, you, you just can't, you just, when you evaluate a quarterback, you just can't fall in love with the big arm. There's so many other things that matter between the ears, that's very important in terms of what kind of quarterback you need for your team. From what I can gather, it almost matters more between the ears. If you, if you could pick between big arm and big brain, I think you'd rather big brain. No question about it. Yeah. No question about it. You know, like, is he a winner? Can he compete? Can he lead? And obviously, you know, does he really understand football? And that's the, that's the biggest thing to me because you can you can get away with a lot of stuff in college because you can just be better than everybody else, and that's just what it is. You can be athletically superior and better than everybody else. When I was at Boston College, I did not study a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when I was on defense, I so I knew football because I played football my whole life. But in terms of like watching film and study. No, I didn't. That's why if you ran a double move on me, you probably got me. You probably did because I was jumping it. You know, the only time I really had to study is when I went to, I went to, I moved to receiver and played offense because I really had to know the playbook. And my coach at the time, Dana Bible, he also coached Russell in North Carolina and coach, he trains Russell in the off season, Russell Wilson. He was big on like, this is where you need to be. This is the blocking assignment. This is the route. This is the depth. This is what you do. And you had to do it because if you didn't do it, you weren't going to be out there. So that was really when I had to figure it out. And then I didn't really learn how to watch true film until my second or third year in the NFL. So until, so that whole time you're just getting by on, and I'm just playing ball, obviously being successful. Just playing ball. Yeah. I was covered. I was in cover too picking off backside posts. Like, what are you doing? How did you get, how are you even back here? <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you on this side of the field? You're supposed to be cloud up in the corner over there. 
Uh, but yeah, it's 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 interesting, man. So I just felt like they oh they probably felt like this dude's just ready. They probably seen Justin all they needed to see, and he showed it. They did. Yeah. Somebody else was showing uh, that because uh, I thought it was hilarious. I saw a tweet. I wish I could give credit. I think it was John Rivers, uh, 31 of us, who tweeted it. But he said, Stidham is not reading anything. He's just throwing the ball up to Adams and Waller. And then somebody under replied, like, what's the problem? And I guess the problem would be they lose 37 to 34. But the Raiders have done nothing but lose close games all year. But what do you make of Jared Stidham coming out here and, and, and spinning it in the way that he did? Because, you know, you say he was comfortable in the system. He's been in the system for a few years. Derek Carr's been in the system for 15, 16 games now. Yeah, but, but that's why that's why Jared Stidham is there because you you bring somebody on board who you're familiar with. I mean, look at Atlanta, you know, when they go after and get Mariota, it's because he's familiar with Arthur Smith's system. So you definitely want a backup quarterback who, you know, who can go in there and like, we're good. I mean, shoot, who's been Mahomes backup the past like five years? This still Chase Dan, not Chase. Chad Henning. Chase Daniel. Yeah, Chad Henning. Chad, Chad Henning. Henning. I, got my, I, got, Chad. I got my old, uh, old you your OGs. Chase Chad. You <laughs> Chad, Chad. Yeah, Chad's still there because he knows it, you know. And um, yeah, it's uh, I, I I know Jared too. He uh, he trains out here with, he trains with you know uh, with Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and all those dudes with um with Jordan Palmer uh, out here in Cali. So I got to know him when he was coming out of college and training for the combine. And um, yeah, he's, he's, he's with a pretty elite group and, and Jordan does a great job of just getting these guys ready. And it does help um, that he does know the system. And in, in that case too, it's kind of like, no one's expecting much, you know, I think in that well, case, well, I'll say that definitely not that. No, that's what I mean though. But, but he was allowed to play with a free, mind because no one expected much. So how do you get a quarterback to play with a free mind in general? Uh, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And that's, and those are the things that you want to try to get. Not so much like all oh, the pressures on the pressures on, like I need to do this. I need to do this. You know, it's kind of like I watched that all or nothing, not all or nothing, excuse me, the um, hard knocks in season with the Cardinals. And when Trace McSurley went in there, I was like, I feel like he's, I feel like he was talking a lot. You know, sometimes when you talk too much, yeah, you, mm-hmm. it's almost like you, you're trying to get a lot of people's energies to you're trying you. to convince. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, you know, and he was mic'd up too. So I'm sure, you know, he was encouraged to say a lot, but he, that's just how he, that's just probably how he is. So no, it was, it was a good play for him, but it's going to be interesting, man, what these, what these Raiders do, you know, uh, especially now that they sat Derek Carr the last two games. So do you think that, uh, I, f- I feel like Brock Purdy probably walked in with low expectation. But right. seeing as uh, nothing has changed uh, with the 49ers since he's been there, do you think that that he's starting to lose some of that? Like, I would imagine that you start – or no. What I, what would you think with this Niners team? Because they have – I mean, they have, what, nine in a row? Right, which is crazy. But that's they were just, nine. That's – I mean, that is wild, especially when you think Mike McDaniels, former uh, offensive coordinator-ish guy – Right. Lost five in a row, same uh, <laughs> five weeks. Right. I mean, he's been, I mean, he's been, he's been playing, he's been playing San Francisco, he's been playing San Francisco 49er Kyle Shanahan football. You know, I mean, 217 yards, two TDs, 234, two TDs, one pick, 284, two TDs, one pick, 
I mean, that's, it looks like it sounds Jimmy like G. somebody else I know. It's like Jimmy <laughs> G numbers. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks like it looks like Jimmy G numbers. You know, um, it, it that's that's so funny you said that. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's doing what he needs to do, and 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 they're they're playing football uh, overall as as a team, and it's it's cool. It's funny. Let me. It's funny. Let me go back. I want to look at exactly. Right, 252, two TDs, 296, two TDs. He's just throwing a little more, a little, a little bit more yards, but it, those are those are the numbers that Shanahan's looking for. And he's, he's well, also, too, in, in defense of Jimmy Garoppolo, a sentence I may have never, never said in my life prior to today. Uh, pretty sure Brock Purdy's had Christian McCaffrey for every one of his starts. This is very true. That makes a difference, as we saw on uh, as we saw on Sunday. Now, because Chris McCaffrey did uh, show up on an injury report with an ankle sprain, uh huh. But uh, you know they'll get Debo back. This is and that's the, that's gonna be massive. He looked good too, walking around the sideline like okay, this yeah, dude's he's feeling pretty good. I'm about to say the way he was looking made kind of feel like if this wasn't the Raiders, he might have been out there. Like if this was you know nah, we were playing this, you nah, don't think so? No, nah, no. Nah. Oh, you mean like maybe if they needed this game? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that it was just simply because it was the Raiders as the opponent. I'm saying it's an AFC game. It's not necessarily one that's going to affect them in the NFC uh, uh, playoff standings or like if this was a playoff game. He looked like to me the way he was he even went down. Like he came down the hallway with the team out. too. Yeah, like he looked like he like he didn't necessarily had a headset on. You know what I'm saying? He looked close. He looked closer to helmet than headset. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> somebody that uh they wish was wearing a headset soon in Philly, Gardner Minshew. I saw your boy Emmanuel Acho breaking down his pick six that cost him the game. Uh it's a pretty interesting video breakdown by him if you care to look at it on Twitter. But uh the Eagles did have a chance to win at the end. Gardner Minshew turned the ball over. To me, it honestly felt maybe this is just because I'm a secret Gardner Minshew fan, more of a Saints defensive thing than an Eagles offensive thing. But my main concern, if I was an Eagles fan, would be how in the world do we let Andy Dalton score more, more than ten points on? That I, I'd be worried about that. Yeah, you know what though, but it's I will say sure it could be more of a Saints defense thing, but as as a defense. If if there is no run threat of the QB, it's like thank you, like sure. <laughs> like truly like like playing against Kaepernick, playing against you know Vic, playing against Cam, like playing against those dudes that could that could legit be a run problem. Like I don't, I'm not trying to deal with that because then you know it it forces us to play a lot of man, you know, um, forces us to be in a lot of different situations. We could be covering. All day long, and all of a sudden, the QB leaks out and runs for like a twelve-yard, fifteen-yard gain. Like that's 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 stressful. And from what it's from watching on TV, it seems like it requires just a higher level of discipline. That's all it like, is, really. And but like that level of discipline for for sixty-five plays is so hard to keep up that like when you blow it, inevitably you're going to blow it five times a game. But when you have that run threat, that five times can turn to ten times. Yeah, and you never you mentioned earlier somebody might have an incentive. Like, man, I got to get this sack. So you know what? 
I ain't worried about contain. I'm just going to go. <laughs> I'm just right. going to go. Maybe the, uh, maybe the weak side corner wants to go try to get interceptions on backside posts. Like, what do we, you know, maybe, maybe that's what he's getting sat two. down. He's getting set in the NFL. He's getting <laughs> sat down unless, unless it's like, you know, Dion or Palomalo or somebody, you know, that the person gets sat down. Not in the league, but he, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's funny, man. It's, it's interesting uh, in that situation, but it's, it's tough. The fact that ever since Gardner has been in there, they haven't been winning, you know? So, I mean, yeah. if we kind of, it's, it's tough because I'm one of those guys who said, you know, the, the Eagles team is good. You know, I, now I, I didn't say like anybody could do what Hurts can do, but I thought the team was, is good enough to win those games. What Gardner Minshew at QB. And a big part of it was him not taking care of the football, whether it was his fault or not. Right. Not taking care of the football. And that, and that is the easiest way to lose a game. And clearly that's the only way the Eagles were able to lose a game other than the one game where they could not stop the run and save their life. I'm gonna, um, I think I'm a hundred percent blaming interceptions such as that where a cornerback just jumps the route on a, on the quarterback. It feels like you should have seen that. Yeah. Cause there are a couple ones where, I mean, the one where Nick Foles threw straight to um, your boy a week ago. Um, yeah. Cause if I'm well, a receiver, too, yeah. Go ahead. if I'm a receiver, all I can do is run my route. Right. If the guy jumps, literally jumps in front of him, I know I'm supposed to get in front of his face. Right. He, the he, ball he, be, he read the QB. He read the QB. That's if he's why he so far it. in front of me, and I literally can't get in front of his face because the guy is two steps ahead of me. Like, don't don't throw me the ball. I throw it behind, you know. But, but do you think the Eagles are in any danger of somehow falling into the wild card? Because I know this is talk. It's like, should they rush Jalen Hurts back? They don't have the NFC East or the one seed locked up, even though they've been there the whole year. I, I, to me, it just, I don't see it, but maybe it's just because I've seen Philly at the top of this thing since September and I'm stuck on it. I mean, they could, and that could be a scary situation. <laughs> it could be a scary situation uh, based on how it looks, you know, because, you know, you got some, you got some teams that, that are, they're going to sneak in there. You know, obviously this is a big game between the Lions and the Packers coming in here right now, but you know, you don't, you definitely don't want to face any of your division opponents. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think if, you know, obviously Seattle Lions and Packers are in the hunt and those, those three teams are dangerous if they get in. So yeah, right. you definitely want that buy. You want that buy. So you guys between, can chill and get get a wounded animal. Between those three teams that you just listed, Lions, Seahawks, and the Packers, uh, which one of those musical chairs do you want it to land on? Which playoffs? Which I mean, one? The do Packers. You, I mean, come on. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Why? All of America is rooting against Aaron Rodgers. That's fine. Can I not root for my former employer? That's you. It's you and... Uh, you and Pat McAfee. Uh, I, I grew actually. Here. I grew up a Lions fan, but I played for the Packers. No, so in Seattle, we have our own personal uh, thing going on. Oh, <laughs> so you want the Packers? Is that the Packers? Yeah, absolutely, the yes. Get in. in there, Packers. Let's do it. The Lions is that story the team is that the, will get in. Yes, game is a, that's why the game is in Lambeau flexed on Sunday night. Okay, it's going down. 
I mean, it absolutely. I is. would love to go to this game, but I can't. I haven't been back to Green Bay in a long time. How cold do you think it's going to be? Um, I mean, not cold enough to bother anybody. Would it be cold enough to bother you if you're on the sidelines? Would you be on the sidelines? Uh, listen, I was on the sideline for the NFC Championship game versus the Giants, the one we lost. That was disgusting. You know, it's funny as you say that your Giants helmet is closer to you than your Packers helmet and your in your in your back up there in your setup. I just thought it was funny because you were like you're the the game that you you also could have won it if you if, just if walked you, to the other sideline. But if you since you want you think we're good friends, if you knew my career, you would know that my helmets are in chronological order. You know? Details. My bad. Hey, you think Ron Rivera's trying to get fired? <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it's funny because he he wanted a lot of things to change for him to take that job. And I think right now he's just like, bro, man, like the, musical, just, the musical chairs with the QBs, not knowing that you this was this game mattered. That's I just have tough. a theory, like I, th- I just theory of like he's trying to get fired, but like nobody can really fire him because if Dan Snyder fires him. They're going to be like, you can't hire a new head coach. You got to sell the team. So he's like, you know, I'll do literally whatever the hell I want. I, he might be. <clears throat> he might look at this like, man, honey, man, let's, let's go back to let's our home in this. Charlotte. Let's, go. Let, let's drive this sale price into the ground and I'll go ahead and take my guaranteed money. Man, get me out here. That is wild. Yeah, I know. I mean, all right, because I've been trying to think of what other logical explanations there could be for his behavior over the last 72 hours, which, while, you know, socially acceptable in the football world, makes no sense. It makes no sense to go to Carson Wentz in an elimination game. That's what got him ran out of two separate towns. And then the idea that you're going to uh, – Taylor Heineke was – at 7.30 this morning, Taylor Heineke was the quarterback. Now it's Sam Howell. And then he didn't even know whether or not the game – was uh, mattered to playoff eligibility or not. And if he was trying to be funny, nobody seemed to get the joke. <laughs> nobody thought that was funny. Like you playing with people's lives here. So, you know, I just, uh, I just, they got to wait another, they got to wait a whole nother 365 for this situation. That's a long time. I just wonder, it just feels like, you know, he just tore oh. the commander's Achilles and they got to <laughs> wait another year. We could have had all four NFC East teams in the playoffs. What was the problem? Lovely. Quarterback. <laughs> that would have been lovely. <laughs> you think Brian Dayball is sitting up there? Close your ears, Spaghetti. You think Brian Dayball is sitting up there in New York about to win coach of the year, laughing at Ron Rivera, being like, quarterback's your problem? Look at what I look what I'm doing with my quarterback. I'm getting I got I'm like Daniel Jones looks looks incredibly Incredibly passable, over especially over the last three weeks of the season. Lot, hell, last Eddie posted a picture on his Instagram said he would die for the man after uh, the after uh, Sunday's game. Yeah, coach. I mean, the coach of the year it comes down to I think right now three people it comes down to Brian Dabal, comes down to Dan Campbell and Doug Peterson. Um, we could we could sprinkle some Shanahan in the mix there, but I think it really comes down to those three teams. Um, simply because 
I mean, Detroit because it's Detroit, right? I mean, no one had anything like for them to be here. I did. I did not think they'd be even this position. I th- I thought they'd be competitive because last year they had a lot of single digit losses, and this year I'm like, look, first of all, y'all be careful going to Detroit because they do not mess around when you go to Detroit. Uh, the Giants, literally, this was a rebuilding year. This was a new GM, new head coach. Let's revive what we have. Daniel Jones, like, Herbin, do your thing so we can move on. Saquon, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully you last this year, but we're probably going to trade you next year in the offseason. We have nobody. We got rid of our first-round pick. We don't really have – I mean, our our signing, Gettleman's, when he signed uh, Galladay, did nothing. It's just like – Let's just get through this year so we can start rebuilding next year. And now they're in the playoffs. That is miraculous. But then also you look at Jacksonville. And, I mean, they went through what they went through last year. And and then you bring in a guy who immediately, immediately flips the culture. And Jacksonville is playing phenomenal football. Like, that is a scary team for sure. Because they will drop numbers on you, and they're playing. I mean, they're running to the ball. It's they're they're kind of. I see them in Detroit similar, like I like, kind of do too in a weird way. Yeah, and, and what and what they're doing and their playing style is like, like bring that you know, bring that noise. Like yeah, like bring that noise. Where I feel like the Giants, they're just they they just seem like they just seem like real together, and they're playing good football. And obviously, a lot of it is leading with Dabble. I said after week one, I said the culture has changed. I said after week one, after the Giants won, I said the culture has changed. Dabble is that dude. I seen enough after week one. And obviously, I got lit up for it. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, man. It's, it's, it, it comes down to those three. I think if, if Detroit gets in, I got to give it to, to Campbell. If, if the Jaguars win the South, which I can't remember the last time they won the South. Then I, I was it the year that Jalen Ramsey and Blake Bortles almost went to the Super oh, Bowl? beat the Patriots. Yeah, might have been. But then before then, Tony Baselli might have been on the team. On oh, shoot, maybe Fred Taylor. Yeah, no, nah, uh, you know, it's not hasn't been good football in Jacksonville for many many years. In fact, to the point, I'm sure you know a lot more, seeing as you uh cast checks, but I have only met one Jacksonville Jaguar fan in my life and he was from Idaho. I met two at this California wine festival in Newport. Two legit. Were they super drunk when they admitted it to No, you? they weren't. No, they weren't. <laughs> no, this was early. This was, this was by the food truck, so they had no beverages yet. Gotcha. Let's take a quick break, Will, and get into picking the, some of these week uh, 19 games. It's a week 19? What week is it? 18. What do you mean? Week 18. Let's take a quick break, Will, and pick some of these games that'll be on Saturday and Sunday. Have you been betting with the Caesar Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesar's rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code Omaha Full and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, 
You'll get your stake back as a free bet. 21 years plus only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wager only must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit, $1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call one 800 bets off Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, well, what uh, what jumps out to you on the slate? I know I got a few I got my eyes on. Well, I mean, let's just let's just pick up where we left off with this Titans Jaguars game. Like this, mm-hmm. this is this the division is on the line for this game. I think that's a big deal. Uh, this is in Jacksonville, I believe, and I got I got Jaguars just beating the brakes off these dudes, like not messing around, like get out the way. Derrick Henry, try to do your thing like you've done against us the past couple of years. It is not happening. Jacksonville by two TDs. I like Jacksonville. Uh, I like him to win outright for sure. I just, look, man, I bet on Josh Dobbs on Thursday night, and he played well. He played well. Yeah, it don't matter. But I just can't imagine that this Jaguars defense, especially after all, I looked at what they did to, like, the Dak Prescotts of the world. Yeah, no, nah, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to ride with the Jaguars. One of them jumped out to me, Will. The Browns. The three-point dogs to the Steelers. Mike Tomlin's got a chance to keep the streak alive. And I just feel like if you're rooting for the Browns in this scenario, you're a bad person. You're a bad person. Unless you're from Cleveland. 
If you're from Cleveland, I can accept it. I can accept it. But yeah. I'm rooting for the Steelers, and I'm picking the Steelers, too. Same. Because quiet is kept. Deshaun Watson's been terrible. Terrible since he's come back. Uh, and, and, and since he came back to the NFL for Cleveland. And uh, the Steelers and Kenny Pickett have been spinning it a little bit. Pickett to Pickens has been a little bit of a thing. To, and yeah, and 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 the thing that I like about Pickett, man, is he's a gamer. It's not it's not pretty till it matters. <laughs> till it matters. And he's a gamer, you know. Again, that comfort level. He's playing at home. He's playing at home. He does well at home. He's been in that stadium for past, what, six years now? Whatever it is. That's got to be an advantage. It is an advantage. Like, it's like a nice... I wonder what... You go from one facility and you go right next door. I got to look up and see Kenny Pickett's like college home and away against the spread splits and see what they are in the pros. That might be something that uh, might be worth the trend tacking on some of his college stats onto it. I'm definitely taking the Steelers and America should too. We all should want Tomlin to win and win this game comfortably. There's no reason to root for Cleveland. All right. What else jumps out at you, pal? You already know what I'm going to say. It's these Lions Packers. Let's go. This is the game. I almost tweeted out too. Like they need to flex this game ASAP. And you damn right. It's going to happen. You damn right. Especially. I don't know what Joe Barry gave them dudes against Minnesota, but they were suplexing and body slamming dudes and just beat the brakes off of them. And I just, for that game, I was like, this says so much about Minnesota. For this to happen, like he got suplexed and no one even went to help him or nothing. Like they just got beat up all game long. And I mean, from the first, the gritty in the first seven minutes to the first quarter. Oh, gritty from a PBU. Yes. I'm talking about set the tone. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In Green Bay. And this is, I know, I know he's going to have them boys charged up. Dan Campbell is, but man, it's kind of. It's funny because Aaron Aaron said it so, like, so like like the game plan was so simple. He was like, "Look, we just got to win out, and we got we just need some help. We can do it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> if these boys again, if they not this Five true, if they, they let later, right? Here we are. Listen, they let exactly. NFL is about to let Brady and Aaron Rodgers in the damn play, in the damn tournament." It's happening. It's going to make me sick. It's going to make me it's sick happening. to my stomach. The OGs are still getting it done. The OGs. You know what? It's, it's funny. The OGs and the new young guns are all going to be in the playoffs. That's a beautiful thing to see, though. I'm realizing right now, uh, I had a rant. I was going crazy. I was watching Michigan TCU live on the radio, and I called Donovan Edwards the best running back left in the tournament. And I was wondering, where in the hell – that I get tournament from. It's called a playoff. And I realized just now it's I got it me. from you. You did not get it from me. That's what you just said. You say the tournament all the time. I said it now. I didn't say it last week. I don't think I did. You said it literally four times today already. Nah, you've been watching a lot of TV. The good thing is this is all on tape. Well, then if, if they can find it, then I'll admit it. Tweet Will Blackman, at Will Blackman, with how many times he used Tournament instead of playoffs. In previous episodes. <laughs> all right. I said, tournament, quick, I said tournament, dance, and playoffs. I said all of the above. Let's take a quick break and let come back with Lemon Pepper Parlays. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Will, what's your lemon pepper parlay? All right, so you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the the whole Packers um, Lions game. I think I think it's gonna come down to the wire. You know, Lions are gonna get ahead. You know, or maybe tie the game up, and then Packers drive down the field. Mason Crosby breaks the Lions' heart, sends the Packers to the playoffs. But I got the Lions covering here, the four and a half. So let's start with the Lions there with the cover. Okay. The it's these all these games are so weird. But I just I think um the Giants with the plus 14 is a bit much, man. I like the Eagles to cover on that one. So I'm gonna keep a simple day. You whoa, know what whoa, I mean? Whoa. You think Usually, the Giants, you think the Eagles are gonna beat the Giants by 14 points? Oh, excuse Oh wow, 14 points. Flip that, excuse me. Okay, I was just double checking. Why are they 14 points? That's a beast. Because they figured the Giants are going to uh, think the Giants don't have to, they're all their, they're locked in. So they may, they may rest their play. I think the Eagles are trying to fight for that. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Well, I'll take that too. And I think, I think Denver finishes strong. I was just looking at that game. I was looking at that game. I swear to you, my eyes looked at Broncos, Chargers. And I'm like, minus three? The Chargers, I believe, are locked in their spot. I could see Staley doing some madman stuff. And, like, we see three quarters of Chase Daniel. And this is just like a 6-3 game in which, which like, you know, somehow our 7-6 Brandon McManus has two field goals or something like that. Lions, Giants, Broncos. Spice it up, baby. That's gross. That's gross. You know what I'm going with? uh, Let's see here. I'm going with the Lions make the playoff parlay. Taking Mm. the Lions on the money line. I don't like that at all. And I'm taking the Rams on the money line. I'm hanging up. You know what? You go ahead. You do whatever you need to do. You You got a basketball game to prepare for a coach. You better make sure those boys are ready. I don't want to come out there and call you Will Blackman Saturday. No, nah, I'm really gonna get off. That was <laughs> you're a, you're a funny guy, but that might that might have been the worst that's, joke of all time. That's what happens. That's what happens when you pick money line lions. Money line the lions. Money line the Rams. Cash that and enjoy the football this weekend, fellas. <laughs>